1: Buenos días porque has mandado picpín y cheese burrito es papa fritos es muy grande. Apunta dinero. Thank you for tuning into the Blended Life live. Hi, I'm Eric. This is my
0: wife Julie. Your embarrassed, wife. Like, can we, are we done? <laughs> can we start over? What's t- no? Nope, we're even live. Know what just happened?
1: What's tonight's podcast about?
0: I'm burritos and tacos. Burritos, I don't know. tacos.
1: Ooh, and I would like some pizza too, please.
0: You have pizza for breakfast. And lunch. Dear Lord. So tonight we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. We're going to talk about counseling, marriage counseling. We're going to talk about what we learned in our previous marriages. Okay. And we're going to talk about what we wish we would have known before entering in our marriages. <laughs> since there's been so many.
1: All right. For one of us. Wow. All right. Well, let's get this party started.
0: Yeah. So hi everyone. Hello,
1: Instagram. Hello YouTube. <laughs> and YouTube hello, and all of our podcasters. Podcasters,
0: podcasters out yeah. there. Um real quick. Yes. I would love for people to comment or email or if you can create a poll on our video later. I wanna know what people think about us doing this live, if it even matters to people or not. Okay. Because I will say this is going to be our last podcast live at this time for a while.
1: For a little while, yeah. And then also, let's just make it even crazier. And what time works better for you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean... We're in the
1: business of catering too.
0: Well, our our lives are ever-changing, as everyone knows in your own lives. like Things come up, it's a new school year, we have new schedules, new activities, new jobs, you know, so... Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. So this is the last 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time live on this channel podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so lessons we've learned from our previous marriages. (laughs) Have you had, what are some lessons that you've learned?
1: Ooh, you want the serious version or the not so serious version? Because I've got a lot of both.
0: Why am I not surprised?
1: No. um, You know what? Something that you brought up the other day when we were in marriage counseling. Yes. Which we're going to talk about later, right?
0: Yeah, that's going to, we're going to wrap it up.
1: Okay. Which is a lot of fun. Um, You mentioned it in marriage counseling, but, or maybe she did, our counselor, but I've learned to shut my mouth and listen. I like to listen. I don't know if I like to, I've been trained to listen. And, you know, sometimes you just need to vent. And as a husband, I'm always trying to fix stuff for you.
0: But we're not talking about our current marriage.
1: But this is something I learned in my previous marriage. I didn't listen enough. I was always trying to fix. I was always trying to solve problems and defend or offend or you know whatever it is it was usually offending
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I you know defense was your offense yeah but
1: something I really like I, I brought away from my previous marriage is mm-hmm. really just learning to listen to you when you have something to complain about or vent about or you know whatever it may be I've learned to listen to you yeah so and I don't think I was that good at that in my previous marriage And I think that helps our marriage a lot now.
0: Did it cause a lot of problems?
1: Uh, Yeah, in hindsight, yes.
0: Because I
1: I was always trying to fix that problem or, you know. Yeah. Get in on a fight that didn't need to be a fight.
0: Get in on a fight. What does that mean to get Um, in on a fight that didn't need to be a fight?
1: Well, the the women race like to complain about the women race. (laughs) And... Sometimes you just want to complain and be heard rather than the male race complaining about the women race.
0: Oh my gosh. So you would jump in and talk about, like, jump into a fight that wasn't yours?
1: It was just one of those unnecessary things that didn't need to happen.
0: Do you feel like it was a protective thing, though, for your.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. That's. I was coming out of a place of protection and a place of trying to fix. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: How do you protect your wife? Do you feel like you were a good protector? Which one? In, I know, you've had so many.
1: I know, a whole whopping two.
0: Um, but really, like, as a husband, mm-hmm. and in your previous marriage specifically, do you feel like you were a protector?
1: Yeah, I've always been. That's just my role, you know. And
0: so what does that look like, to protect your to wife? protect
1: is decide whether it's the right side or not, you know.
0: I don't understand.
1: Okay, so if you are in one of those arguments or fights, you try to find, um, you know, the good and, and the positive of what your spouse is doing. So I'm always, I'm always trying to find something. You know, if, you ha- if you're having an issue at work, or you're having an issue in a day-to-day life battle, I'm not fighting against you. I'm not pointing out everything that you're doing wrong.
0: Mm.
1: You know, even if I'm seeing some stuff, I'm trying to side with you. Or in this case, if you, you know, or, or as we're talking about, if you are doing something I'm not agreeing with, I will just listen more. I won't sit there and point it out, you know. But also, being on the protector side, I will find a way to point out what isn't going on, you know, what what I feel like, you know, hey, look at this part of it, you know, without calling you out, without making an issue out of it. And so you try to more,
0: like, align yeah. with. Your spouse, whoever your spouse is at the time.
1: At the time, yeah, I'm the one to talk.
0: <laughs> um, all right, what other like l- marriage life lessons did you learn? Like what what did you come away from your first marriage thinking, I'm going to do this better this time, or I should have done that better, or I need to be more of this, less of this, you know, or what would you tell people to do or not to do, all the wisdom um, here and now.
1: One thing that I think is big that has grown on me and a big reason why we're sitting here is I think that family is number one, whereas in my previous marriage, um, obviously I cared a ton about my family and I was all about my family, but when things weren't perfect in the way I loved them to be going, I had other hobbies. I had I had a lot more hobbies back then than I do now. So I would find myself, you know, wrenching on a vehicle, you know, building something. Um, I spent a lot more time out doing stuff than now. You know, I spend a lot more time, even if I'm by myself, working on stuff for the family. Today, <laughs> I spent half of my day working on our dishwasher.
0: If you guys could see... Our kitchen right now, which is directly behind where this camera is, we have dirty dishes all over our counter. Which is
1: totally <laughs> abnormal for us. It's
0: driving me crazy. I'm looking at the camera, speaking to you, and I Would see. You, can you make
1: a pirate joke out of that, please? A pirate walked into a bar. Arg? With, with a plate on his belt. <laughs> and the bartender said, sir, you have a plate on your belt. And what did the, the pirate say? Arr, it's driving me nuts. Okay, whatever. I tried.
0: Oh, geez. Did you learn not to tell stupid jokes in your first marriage? Nope. Or was that appreciated and I'm just... Yep. Oh, well...
1: Just kidding. No like, one appreciates my jokes. That's not true. Comment below if you appreciate my jokes. Our
0: dogs really like your Thumbs jokes. up.
1: Our dogs are nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: like,
1: oh, um, dad's telling a joke. We're out of here.
0: Yeah, so, okay... Focusing more on family and...
1: You just call me a moron?
0: Yeah. You're not a moron. Oh, thanks. But I think that's a really good point because I think that it's, you know, being a family man is a mindset.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so
0: that's a really great point you made that it isn't just that you have to be there in the moment. Right. But that when everyone else is gone, your mindset... Is still family man you're yeah. a husband you're a dad before you're you know
1: yeah and I think a lot of that just comes with age and wisdom you yeah know? it's stuff that you start to you start to realize like hey if I'm not doing this stuff now I'm never gonna get this time back this yeah. is what really matters in life and I think it takes going through a lot of the other stuff to really get to that point at least it did for me some people that might just come real naturally to and like I said I was always all about my family but really, just buckling down and making it
0: well. And, front and center. I'm totally gonna call you out. Oh, but that's fine. You call me out. That's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I notice like one of your knee jerk reactions when things aren't going good, or yeah. if we're having a conversation you don't like, mm-hmm. or you know that you don't feel like it's gonna go anywhere, or you're upset or you're angry, your reaction is to withdraw. Like your reaction? Oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh! I, mean. I was like, really?
1: Um, you know, yeah. but
0: like you're in, the, in it, so I could see how that is kind of how you're built. Where some people like the fight, so yeah. they get upset and they jump into the fire. Yeah, I
1: don't love to fight. You retreat. Yeah, and I think the reason for me retreating is I need time to think about it. I need time to process. Mm-hmm. Where as I'm able to process those jokes really quickly. True subjects like life
0: <laughs> real life. Life not yeah, so li- much. Real life
1: subjects. I need time to think about because I don't want the reaction that you give me when I make a joke <laughs> where you're just like, This is this guy's a moron. I you know, I want to come back to it genuinely invested and having, you know, figured out my part in it. And, you know, am yeah. I, am I even right? Am I even right? Am I wrong?
0: Yeah. But I mean, do you even feel like.
1: I thought you were going to say lift, bro. And I was like, that was like so three years ago.
0: I have no idea what you're talking Anyways, about. Yeah.
1: The podcasters are laughing.
0: Okay. Go podcasters. You get the inside joke. Yeah. Um.
1: Do I even.
0: I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Really? Yeah.
1: Tension span like this.
0: Um, I don't know. I just. Oh, I do remember now. So do you feel like when, you know, because for me, that doesn't work. Like if we're in a conversation and you, you abandoned me, you know, that's just how I'm built. Like I, I take it as you're abandoning me. That's how I take it. Right. Okay. I know that's not your intention, but in that moment, that's how, and that becomes from, you know, so much of my past and where I come from. Yeah. So, but do you. So in your previous marriage, you were allowed to go off and go rogue and do your own thing.
1: Allowed to? Mm.
0: You just did it? I just did it. Okay. So whatever. However you did it. But did you ever circle back around and like on your own initiate a follow-up conversation? Like if a conversation doesn't go well and you say, like you said, you go away so you can process. You need to think. Yeah. You know, I just had a conversation about this with someone today. Mm-hmm. Do you ever initiate, so that's your that's your excuse why you leave, and it's a valid excuse and right. a very reasonable one, yeah, but, but it I only works it if you come back around and therefore finish said conversation. Yeah,
1: okay. No, I see where you're going. Yeah, uh, you know what, and that was so long ago. I don't remember if I did, but I feel like if the conversation does come back up, then I'm at least on board with it, you know, and I'm like, I know my place in this. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when it happens, I'm like, I feel crazy. <laughs> you look crazy. You sound crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like nothing's right at the time. Yeah. I just need to process all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Do you think that in your previous marriage you led what your What is family? this,
1: 21 questions?
0: Well, I'm the only one asking questions. Okay. You've yet to ask me anything. I'm waiting
1: to hear what your changes are. But did I leave my family? Um, No,
0: did you feel like, because I think that a lot of traditional families, right, the man is the head, the man's the leader, and we can talk about that later in a blended family if that's really how it is, but do you feel like you were a leader for your family back then? Do you feel like you led them? And, you know, spiritually, financially, um, yeah. moral. I don't know. You know what I mean? Do you yeah, feel like. Yeah, but
1: not, not the way that I feel I probably should have. You Okay, know, talk I always, about
0: that. How should you have?
1: I feel like I wasn't. Back then I wasn't spiritually in tune like I am now. And I still don't feel like I'm at the place where I should be now. You know, I feel like we're constantly growing. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm comfortable where I am right now. But do I want to be in the same place in 10 years from now? No. I want to continue. I (laughs) want (laughs)
0: to. (laughs) Sorry. Did I just come out? out I thought I was thinking it. I didn't know I was actually (laughs) saying it. Right. Anywho.
1: Um, You know, but I'm comfortable where I am now. But 10 years from now, I would like to be in a different place. Versus then, I was um, spiritually inverted, if that makes sense. You know, I didn't. I didn't like going to church, and I think a big problem with that was I didn't have a home church that I loved. I didn't have um a congregation. I didn't have friends and people around me that were in the same mindset, yeah, you know, and the stuff that was around me wasn't right you know and I grew up in a I grew up in a Christian church and a Christian family, so the mindset was always there.
0: You had all the seeds planted. Yeah,
1: and I was a believer and I, you know, yeah. um, but in such an inverted way yeah. that, you know, most people didn't know or care or, you know, and I don't think that's all right. I think when you have a family, you know, if that's your, if that's your core value and your belief, I think that needs to come out. And um, I'd have to say, you know, going through the divorce process really brought a lot of that out in me. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the great things that I took away from my ex-wife is during that, she, not, not forced, but really random. During ran
0: the, your divorce?
1: um, Kind of leading up to, it was a really weird, awkward time, but leading up to that, it got brought out of me, you know? Do you
0: want to know something interesting? Let's hear it. Well, this is just going to, you know... Tangle our little web. Okay. But a lot of people, our listeners, don't know that your ex-wife and I were friends-ish. Yeah. And so it's interesting because I remember this time in your life because her and I would have coffee. Mm. And she... I believe remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, We hung out a few times and she would express to me how much she wished that you would go to church with her, mm-hmm. that you would become a man of faith. And she was like desperate for it. Yeah. And I was kind of in the same place with my ex-husband as she was, yeah. you know, like I've always really yearned. So something that I've always yearned for in a marriage and never really had was a spiritual equal that we were both running after God together. Yeah. I've always really wanted that. Like sh- your ex actually hand wrote me a bi- like Bible studies. I think I have two mm-hmm. somewhere about this, like what she got. She took the time. And so I know she was really craving that. And I know that you were kind yeah. of resistant.
1: I was a day late and a dollar short on all of that. Well, I, t- you- I tried at the end yeah. and I, th- and I think I really just rushed into it and I'm like, here it is, here it goes. Yeah. Um, but like I said, day late, dollar short, you know? But
0: also your personality is if you push you to do something. That's exactly. I'm yeah. also like just knowing yeah. you being your wife. The more that I want you to do something, I think you're how you also you are built. Your natural reaction is to be like, nope. <laughs> if it's what all
1: the cool kids are doing and nope. it's the thing to do and you're telling me this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun fact. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on our podcast. But What's up? speaking of all the cool kids doing things. Um, most people that know me, I'm almost 38 years old, never tasted alcohol in my life. Never tasted a sip of wine, never drank a beer, never had a sip of beer, never,
0: not a champagne toast, Nope. never
1: smoked, never done any type of drugs. You straight
0: Um, edge everyone.
1: See, but I don't like, I don't also, that's like a cool kid, not cool kid. It's the definition. It's like, it's a thing to go do, you know? And I guess, yeah, to a, to a sense. Whatever, But, I, you know, again, like, I don't like the label.
0: Yeah. You know? I know. It just turns you off. Like, even totally if you're does. willing to do something, yep. it doesn't bug you. The minute somebody wants it from you, it totally turns you off to the idea. Yeah. Which is really hard as a wife. You know, yeah. it's really hard to be a wife and, like, have a need to be met. Or you really want something out of someone. You know, like, I really want something to be a priority to but, you. Yeah,
1: but you've learned how to finesse that out of me and I have also softened over the years as far as that goes to where I see if you have a craving or a need or you know I pay attention a lot to you and what you say and what you write on blended life (laughs) you know what I mean like I read into everything that you put out there because interesting a lot of times we don't have those conversations there's been times where I've like I've read into things so much where I'm like
0: it causes what? problems, people. Well, I'm like some to. things don't even know about
1: Yeah, but there's sometimes there'll be things that'll that you'll type or at least a lot it used to where I'm like, why are you gonna put that out there? Like we just had an argument about this, and then mm. you're either completely off topic or you're just brilliant at flipping the script. But there's a lot of times <laughs> where you're like, It's not even about that. It's about this in 2014 and you know, this yeah. happened with. It.
0: Well, I think it gets confusing because my mission has always been um, because I have been divorced twice and I am hell bent on finding a like I have a forever love now. But that is I've always been super inch- safe for now. For, no, <laughs> I have <laughs> now. <laughs> but my point is, is that I have such a yearning for a lifetime connection with someone and i
1: you'll find your someone
0: (laughs) but my point is is that relationships have always really interested me and i have always believed which is why we're here now and it's it has caused problems in our marriage if i'm being honest it's this no but what you speak of like what i write about because some of what i'm always putting out there like this is what i've learned like don't do this right you know this is how you should treat someone Mm -hmm. here's like, avoid my mistakes, avoid yeah. our mistakes, avoid past mistakes. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, when there's a past there, you it's easy for you to read into...
1: Yeah, always. but you know, in, not in a, about in you at all. It's really helped me to slow down and not jump on stuff. And I think that's a habit that I brought over from previous marriage, is jumping on the def- defense
0: mm-hmm. and
1: being like, wh- you know, why are we talking about this? Why are you typing about this? Whatever it may be. Yeah. And... It doesn't need to be that, you know. Well, and it's
0: a bigger picture.
1: Well, you know what? Like, and even have if a if it heart is, to help people. Right. And well, and even if it is you venting about something that is currently happening, happening in our lives, mm-hmm. and you've assured me 20 times that it isn't, and I don't think we've talked about that in, you know, a long time.
0: Yeah, it's years. been a long time.
1: Um, but I think that's something that has helped me just to realize, like, hey, this might just be a way of you venting. And at the end of the day, no one really knows what's going on behind closed doors, right?
0: That's true. And also, like, I love you, but it's not all about you. <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: always a but. <laughs> Why is there always a but?
0: Like, you love me, but it's yeah. not. It's about us. It you is. Know? Or, or it's about, like, when yeah. I share my heart, right. you know, it is sharing about my past, you know, and and so it's kind of. It's it's a learning curve, and a lot of people. What I've learned from doing this is that a lot of people don't like having their lives out there, right? Really, truly don't, and that makes people very uncomfortable.
1: And I'm kind of the same way, you know. Whereas, like, I've got an Instagram page, you know, Uh, I don't have a Facebook page, a personal one, and it's just because there's sometimes you want to put stuff out there, you know. There's sometimes where you're just you want to yell from a mountaintop. But there's other times where I'm like, I really don't want people to know.
0: So talk about that with your previous marriage. Because you used to have Facebook. I did. Did you learn lessons about social media from your previous message? Yeah, I think everyone's
1: learned lessons from social media. Well,
0: tell them, because some people haven't, you know? You know
1: what? I actually, I wasn't on Facebook for a really long time. I was actually on Facebook kind of at the very end of our marriage to a little bit afterwards. And that was kind of to keep a tab on what really was happening because a lot of stuff happened behind closed doors on Facebook that I won't go into on here, but um Facebook can be used for good or bad, which I think everyone everyone knows this, right?
0: Yes, it's the number one stalking site.
1: And I think <laughs> stalking whatever, whatever I mean boss
0: I mean you employers can it, even do that. They you go can literally you know.
1: use it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my buddy Chris and I, um, who's probably watching right now, has he waved yet? You no, Wave Chris. I, um, Chris and I actually coached a couple people not that long ago, mm. um, literally in the same weekend as we were talking about them applying for jobs. That if you you know you basically if you have a Facebook page and you're trying to apply for a job, you need to really just polish that up,
0: absolutely, and clean that
1: up as good as possible. But that also translates to divorce and blended families and all that. So if you've got someone on the other side of the fence looking over at you, you know, you don't need to be out there bragging about what you're doing or what you're eating or where you are, or what you have, whatever it is. Um, or the
0: 10 shots you did at lunch. Any of that. People <laughs> are
1: going to see that totally. and it's going to be used against you. And I know yeah. I gave you guys all my highlighter story. Um, my yeah. Hitler her and Hitler highlighter story. I'm going to bring those on the show one day and I'm going to show them to everyone Okay, because they are somewhere and then they'll get used against me again in court. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We're pretty worked out now where we don't go to court. We haven't been to court in years, which is an awesome place. But going back to my subject, if you can keep yourself out of court by avoiding putting this garbage out on social media, do it. Yeah, And if that means deleting your Facebook page or your Instagram page or Twitter, whatever it may be then do it because yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to save you so much hassle. And it's not just you that it saves the hassle. It saves your kids the hassle. It, it saves your whole entire family. Yeah. Did you
0: guys have issues over social media? Was that ever an issue yep. for you guys? Oh yeah. Was there jealousy?
1: Um. Yeah. And it's kind of what really at the end of the day, I mean, it's really what was the cliff, mm-hmm. the jumping off for, The The end, the complete end of our marriage.
0: So how does that translate to now you're married to me and I have, I mean, you know, multiple for blended life and personal. Yeah. Multiple Facebook, multiple Instagram, Twitter.
1: You have such a different personality, but you and I have such a different relationship than I did before. Mm. And um, did you always trust
0: your ex-wife from day one?
1: I thought I did. Like when you but, guys got married, yeah. you
0: trust wasn't an issue till the end.
1: Yeah, but I also didn't keep real close tabs. I'm just a real I'm a I'm a trusting person. And I think I trust a lot because I just believe or trust that people will trust me. Right. And I always try to do right by everyone. Yeah. Even even yeah. as I'm going through a divorce, I was always trying to do the right thing. It yeah. may not have always been the right thing. But I always tried to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, you're always well-intentioned. I would agree with that.
1: Yeah, I try to be.
0: Unless you're joking around and then all bets are off. So, Kalia, <laughs> hey. Hi, Kalia. Um, she asks, um, one of her comments here, her only comment here is, do you feel that in a blended family, when one person is very spiritual and the other person is not, how do you deal with that?
1: Pray for I the other like person. I feel like that
0: was your marriage.
1: yeah. And um, and I and I and I'm only saying that because I have heard this from everyone else. Pray for the other person. Mm-hmm. Don't be pushy. And because I was getting pushed into it, I was walking backwards. I was like, nope, staying out of this, staying out of this, staying out of this. Now my beliefs internally didn't go down any any bit.
0: Which can we just <clears throat> talk about how? Like, I'm so sorry, but I'm gonna say how immature that is. What's that? Like if your wife is asking you, I mean, you can't make someone want spiritual stuff, but the fact that somebody wants some, like not just somebody, but like your wife has a good request that aligns with your beliefs and you're like pushing back for something that she needs so much.
1: Yes. But it's the way that it's gone about. It's the way that it gets rubbed in your face and, Mm. um, yeah. And really, I wouldn't say I was shamed. Mm -hmm. I would say there was no consideration of, like, trying. It was was either jump in or nothing at all. So it wasn't like, hey, let's talk about this a little bit. I see. The baby steps never existed. Mm. You know, it's like, hey, let's go run the Olympics. You know, when I'm like, I'm barely walking at this point. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's really good advice with how you deal with it is that you just have to... Because spirituality isn't something that you can instill, yeah. beg for, push someone into, yeah. bully someone into. It's
1: kind of like that with anything in life, really. Though. Yeah.
0: You know, it has to come from within. And so I think to and your at point, the end of the
1: day, you want it to come from within. You don't want it to be something that you've pushed onto someone, you know. True
0: story. It won't stick. Otherwise,
1: it will not stick. Yep. And I only know that because that's me, you know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll go a couple times but that's it, you know, but now, you know.
0: And I do, I mean, even with Blended Life, like I think I've shared this a thousand times on our podcast, but it was something that, you know, was put on my heart before we were even engaged, and I told you about it. And (laughs) it was something that, you know, and I started Instagram, and you were not involved at all, and it was something that I constantly prayed about and was just like you know let our marriage be used yeah. for good you know and that if time, this is what you want like yeah. open these doors and you know I prayed that it'd be put on your heart too you yeah. know because I can't well, do this time, without you I didn't have the vision you know?
1: for it like you did I saw what you were doing and I thought it was beautiful but it was it was very writing based and I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a writer I'm a I'm a visual person person completely yeah you know so it was very writing based And you really just had it. You were just like, hey, I'm going to write this stuff and and you were doing great. And there wasn't a lot of invitation there and there wasn't a lot of need, but we had talked about it.
0: Well, it was something, again, I couldn't, I knew I could not be like.
1: Right, but I hadn't found my place in it yet too. As soon as it was put on me, it was like, oh, here. I've got the whole tech side to this, you know, let's, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> do. I've got, I've got some ideas. Yeah. You know, let's start a podcast. Let's start a video series. Let's, you know.
0: Yeah. we've got. But again, this. and same with like spirituality. It's something that I super too, like your ex-wife crave. Right. You know, I really want to be led spiritually. Yeah. I really want.
1: And, w- and, and, and so, we work on that, you know, and that's yeah, something that we're working on.
0: But it's not like I get that you can't, I can't beg you. And I can't, Right, I can't shame you. I can't tell you, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, and there's, you know, it's, it's a lot of just like being patient.
1: Right. Well, we also just need to find our way too. And the way that it works for us, Yeah. the way that works for me, the way that works for you. Yeah. And then it'll happen naturally and it'll, it'll stay like that. Yeah. You know, and continue to grow.
0: Yeah. So any final lessons from you that you've learned in your marriage?
1: Yeah. To give my wife a chance to speak and tell me her <laughs> learning points.
0: <laughs> it's hard for you to ask me questions because <laughs> I really never get an, a like, word
1: in edge wise.
0: To ask a question? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that I made a lot of mistakes. You know, our marriage didn't end because of infidelity or addiction or anything super. I mean, it took two of us to end it. And so I have, I think part of most marriages. Yeah. I think part of reflecting on my marriage is, I guess I've had two failed marriages, (laughs) right? So that's been a really hard pill to swallow. It was really hard when my first marriage ended. Um, People always give me a pass for it because we eloped. I was 18. Yeah, it's funny.
1: People are always like, oh, we don't count that one. I've heard that said like... I was
0: more heartbroken when my first marriage ended than I was my second marriage ended. Well,
1: I think you were over your second marriage. Your first marriage had just begun and you really, from what I've heard, had no say in it.
0: Yeah, no, no. I had no say in it and I was blindsided. I didn't even see it coming, the end of that. And it was, it just turned my world upside down. Um, And so I think the lesson from that, which is kind of... I And the Bible talks about it. You know, my first marriage, I would say the lesson I took away from that was guard your heart. Okay. Because in the Bible even... Guard. <laughs> the Bible talks about that. But I think that being, it's not being young and naive and so ignorant that anything could happen to you. I think a lot of people who get cancer are like, oh, I never thought it could happen to me. Yeah. You know, I think you get complacent and you get.
1: That's something I'm starting to learn a lot as we get older. What? I think that just comes with, why is that you're not invisible? Like anything can happen to you.
0: Yeah. And I think that I just, I took a lot for granted and I was just, you know, and I think also one thing in my first marriage is I really wanted a child right away, like right away. I was ready. And that was like a big.
1: weren't you like 14? I was 18. Oh.
0: You know, but that's all I ever wanted was to be, to have, to be in love and have a marriage. That's all I've, you know, I, anyway, been chasing love forever. So I think, so my first marriage ended and, and that was really, really devastating. And I learned a lot about myself. I learned how strong I was to come out the other side of that. Like I didn't yeah. get out of bed for days. Like my mom had to come get me. It I was, had some, it was broke. I was so broken. I had I was some relationships
1: broken. like that, like boyfriend, girlfriend relationships that were like years long. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, and that's something that when it's going on, and I'm sure most of you can relate if you've ever, you know, if you dated in high school or college and had, you know. Yeah. It's one of those things that you're like, especially as a kid, and, um, you know, you think you're all grown up and whatnot at 16, 17, 18 years old, but you're still just a kid. Yeah. And you have so much going Nobody on. Nobody can tell you different. So much life. <laughs> but so something like that ha- happens, and you're like, how am I ever going to make it out the other side? Yeah. You know?
0: And so my second marriage, um what I will say I learned about that marriage is two wrongs don't make a right. Yes. So we brought out the absolute worst in each other. And in a marriage, you know, in the beginning with my ex and I, my most recent <laughs> ex husband and I, <laughs> um, what, what I found is challenging. It was a challenge, mm-hmm. right? And I found that exciting. Because every, argue, or every conversation was like a, like a debate. And that really excited me. Because I thought if we were debating, that was like, you know, intellectual. And that was super were you guys, stimulating. Were you and, master debaters? <laughs> you want to know about our <laughs> masturbation life? Master
1: debaters. Anyway. Anyway.
0: So I learned that, you know, opposites may attract but I don't often think that it is lifelong you know I think that you get sick of something that I wish I would have known before I got married is to sit there and say is this going to bug me 10 years from now is this habit going to bug me 20 years from now can I deal with the constant arguing seven years later and you know what well that leads
1: to nitpicking too where all sudden everything's an argument, so everything's a challenge, and now you're literally picking at everything. Yeah. And it's just not healthy in a marriage no. or relationship.
0: Yeah, so I learned to, I learned the opposites attract, but, you know, I would just uh, tell people that really beware of that. Um, and I learned that, so one of the mistakes I made in my marriage to my children's father was I was really all about me. A lot of the times I was so miserable, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but our marriage got intolerable to the point where, like you, I would go ho- do my hobbies, but my hobbies were dancing. That's what I love to do. And On a so pole
1: getting money thrown at you?
0: <laughs> no, oh. although I was really hot at 22, you guys. If you would have seen me at 22, you would not even believe what was going on
1: look at what can happen in two years
0: to someone. <laughs> sorry I'm only 24 yeah thanks love. I thought you were 20 oh shoot sorry um but I learned how I was selfish when I got angry and when I shut down and when I was miserable my knee reaction was I'm gonna go make myself happy yeah so if you're not going to make me happy I'm gonna go do me and I think that's, that's honestly that was really devastating to my marriage. Yeah. Um because I think that's I, what
1: happened par- partially like talking about this right now I think yeah. it's partially what happened in my relationship too. She just had a different type of self-control than you have and went so much further, you know. Yeah. In the, in but the, I think that, and that I think that happens in a lot of marriages.
0: Totally, but when what happens is when you go do you even if you're in a happy marriage, the dangerous thing about not having hobbies together and doing life together is that it just puts more distance between spouses. So yeah. for me, when I was like, I'm really miserable, I got to go check out so that I don't have a mental breakdown. You know, well, I just totally separate myself from my husband. Yeah, And that was really, really devastating. And it devastating because it made me... One, I was like, I can live without you. Yeah. I'm happier when I'm doing my thing away from you. Yeah. And, you know, I enjoyed getting, I got got flirted with constantly and I liked it.
1: Weren't you hanging out at the dog park?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I just think it opens doors. You know, also the more time you're spending doing things away from your spouse, which you need to do, don't get me wrong, right. but it shouldn't be out of balance. It needs to be, you're with your spouse more than you're not. You're doing family life more than you're not. Yeah. And I just wanted to escape every chance I got, whether it was with girlfriends or going to Vegas or going on girls trips or whatever it was. I just wanted Sunday out. Brunch. I do Sunday brunch still, <laughs> but anyway, so I think that was a huge thing that I took away was I can't, I'm very mindful not to do that with you.
1: Yeah, and vice you know? versa. I'm yeah. very
0: mindful to be present, to be in it, and to not be selfish. Yeah. Like, I, I've trained my mind. And people who think you can't retrain your mind, you're mistaken. You can absolutely. Yeah,
1: it takes, it. it it's all retrain about habits your mind. and patterns. It's just like going to the gym, you know. If it's gym, something oh, you used to do. brutal. You know, she's a 5 a.m. gymmer.
0: You would think I would look better. I'm working on it.
1: Great. But it's something that you train your mind. And I totally get that because you you train yourself to do things differently. I mean, I used to be a full-blown car guy where we were doing car stuff, you know, 99% of the day. Yeah. Day and night, you know, we're constantly at car shows or at the racetrack. Right. You know, I haven't been to the racetrack in how long now, you know. I don't go to car shows like I used to um and a lot of that's just because I put my family first you know there could be a meet going on literally a half a mile away you know we hear the cars going you know on the main street I'm just like nah we got stuff to do but I think it's important
0: that you do do things that you like to do because I think that if you go too far the other way where you are so codependent
1: or or do it out of spite and become resentful I've seen that happen too yeah
0: I mean you can be resentful because you don't do that
1: yeah and even like, well, if it's
0: not asked like I don't ask you not to do things right you choose not to and I trust yeah I trust that but you also choose if not I ever, to you and know it's you not like I'm not allowed you're gonna to hate or, me
1: yeah and sometimes I'm like hey I'm gonna go do this you're like oh, okay cool yeah like, and I will
0: say I really miss I like I really miss a crowded Vegas dance floor. I I miss being, like, I will say, I miss being drunk on a dance floor with not a care in the world, and I am just lost in the music. That is my most happy place. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. No,
1: yeah. But. I'm just picturing this, because I don't, I know this side of you, but I don't know this side of you.
0: Yes, he has never seen me dancing in the club. And, girlfriends, can I get you, I mean, you guys know me. Anyway. But I think that what I've learned, especially I pay attention to your previous marriage and you, I try to be mindful not to touch nerves that were hit from your past relationships. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, that's something I try that to be, be mindful about that too. And at some point it's not appropriate for well, me. Also,
1: learning from e- not only our own past, but learning from each other's past. Like I pay a lot of attention to you about things that you complain about yeah. or have mentioned and I try to not do that type of stuff not you know be that person you yeah know? and some of it you know it is what it is but if you can learn from not only your own mistakes but you can learn from your spouse's past yes and their in their past horror stories that will get you so far too.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important that you you learn your spouse before you marry them. Like if you're getting remarried or marrying someone who's been married before, you know, I think it's super important to understand why marriages came to an end because it will give you such insight to what is going to be acceptable and what is going to cause problems, what's not going to be tolerated, Um, you know, if you were cheated on, there's going to be insecurity issues. So you're probably not going to be super stoked if your spouse goes out to a nightclub. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you have, I don't know. So I think there's a lot of maturity that comes with being married more than once you learn those life lessons.
1: I feel like a lot of that should be common sense.
0: It should. It's not,
1: but it's not No, because yeah, because going back again, in hindsight, I'm like I should have known better, you know. Jess I wants should've. to go to Vegas. I, see, I saw see that. you I there, boo. <laughs> <laughs> don't even that. tempt me with that. Oh, yeah. it'd
0: be so fun—little poolside action during the day, a little dancing at night.
1: I just got invited to go to Vegas. When? Um, two nights ago. You were snoring. Oh. Um, dang one it. of my good buddies is like friends with, um, like Marshmello and, uh, Borges and. Oh,
0: he's name dropping people.
1: Yeah. Like all the, all those big name DJs, but like, Hey, come out, let's go hang out with them. He's working on some stuff with them. And then in the line of work that I do, I'm like, too, that could be pretty rad. You know, are you going to go? No, I I, maybe, but it would be one of those things that I'm not going to go by myself. Like if it's like, I'm going to go like, Hey, you and I, let's go do this on a weekend. Let's go figure out who these people are, what the scene is, you know, see if that would work as a business opportunity because it also something that I've learned is my business opportunities and my business habits have changed a lot. I used to spend weeks in Mexico, weeks, in, you know, um, if, if you guys don't know, I, I film for a living. We do, you know, we've produced a lot of the monster energy stuff that you see on the YouTube channel. So, we spent a lot of time out filming all this fun extreme sports stuff
0: desert racing, and, desert racing, yep,
1: stuff like that, stuff like that you know, mm-hmm. but when you have a family, it's not even that the lifestyle. I feel like you can be around um you can be around a type of people, and I'm not saying that's necessarily what it is, but a lot of it is portrayed that way um and you can totally have a family and be fine off, you know, and that's something that used to happen in my marriage. My previous marriage is I spent a lot of time on the road with this traveling, um, traveling circus with this traveling, like freestyle stunt riding, you know, doing wheelies, this group of, you know, motorcycle riders that were just insane. You know, a lot of them had those model girlfriends and it was kind of that lifestyle of not all of them, but a few of them. And that's how that scene gets portrayed. Mm -hmm. however i was married and had two children at the time i never had an issue with cheating with infidelity with
0: um yeah but were you tempted
1: no i think i mean i
0: he says that no no. really though i see how you i see how (laughs) people
1: could be but it's really it's not that i think i think people are smart enough to put themselves in positions and mm-hmm. I was never in that type of position. Now, did I get accused of it? Yeah, a few times, you know. But I'm like, it couldn't have been like further. Like accused
0: out it, of the blue without any real facts?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: there was no evidence.
1: No, there couldn't have been. There was nothing that happened like that, you know. And You know, for instance, we'd be down in Mexico, and we'd be filming the Baja 1000 or the 500. Yeah. And um, the, the crew, the guys that work with me were they're younger than me you know and they're you know I was probably what was I I was late 20s doing this and they'd be like early 20s you know so they're all out at the the big major nightclubs and the bars and everything you know downtown you know in Mexico and yeah. Ensenada and they're partying it up after the races and whatever and I would always stay stay back at our at our place and I would load our footage i would start our edits i would get a jump on it you know and these guys would come rolling in at all hours of the morning and there are some insane stories that did happen you know
0: i've heard a few like yeah
1: which are you just you can't make this stuff you can't up. make it up yeah so you know yes it's a good time but i you know again like if you trust your spouse yeah and you truly know your spouse i think i well, think dig deep mm-hmm. down inside of you you truly know your spouse
0: yeah but i also think you have to flip it because there's a level of what's acceptable and every relationship, super right. different. Right. So there's not a, there's not a measuring stick that can be used across the board here. Yeah. So between you and your spouse, you know, what's acceptable looks different in every relationship. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think people should judge that. Um, what works for you works for you. Um, but I will say, I oftentimes, when I get tempted to go do something, I'd be, you know, for instance, dance floor in Vegas, right? Let's okay. talk about that. Yeah, I dance with guys. Guys will come up and put their well, hands on Well, this day and my- age, <laughs> you never know. Well, I don't <laughs> do that, but, you know. More threatened by so a female So let's just say, days. like, if I'm dirty dancing with a guy on a dance floor, you know, clothes, I mean, there's no cheating. Is that cheating? Well, first of all, I don't know. We've never even had this conversation. Right. But here's what I think. And this is something I didn't consider in my... Previous marriage, you know, I felt like there. I'm not kissing anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm not having sex with anyone. I'm not touching anyone's private parts. So I didn't feel like it was cheating, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he's humping air. For those of you who can't see what's happening right now, I never touched her. (laughs) But my thing is, it's super fun to sexy dance. It's one. It's my most favorite thing in this world. However. I sit here and I'm like, would I be okay if I saw you doing this? The in a roles club? Were reversed. Absolutely. Right. And I would cut a bitch.
1: Oh, wow. Now we have another explicit episode. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Viewership
1: is going down by the moment.
0: But I think about that. Like I would have, I would, you know, I would it would invoke and a lot of women aren't like me, and a lot of women are way more secure and don't really care. I'm not that woman. So I can't certainly go in good conscience, go do stuff that... This is a measuring stick I have for myself because of lessons I've learned in my previous marriages. You know, I can't good, go and do something if I would not be okay right. with you doing that exact same thing. Right.
1: Which is like the same...
0: You know, I think that's just a safeguard for me because I am so... This is that word
1: edgewise thing I was talking about.
0: But I'm so committed to, like, I don't want to be divorced again. I do want a love that lasts forever. I don't want to go back and start dating ever again. I don't, you know, and so even, like, I don't engage in flirtatious banter with men anymore. I used to, you know, I knew I wasn't going to cheat. I was never a cheater. I've never cheated on anyone in my entire life. So, but I don't think it's appropriate. Like, if I found out yeah, you were she, you were engaging in flirtatious banter with a girl, right. I would have a problem with that.
1: Right, yeah. Truly,
0: like, I would.
1: And I think that's where people just need to hold themselves accountable.
0: Well, I think women you know? have very—I think women have a double standard a lot. Like, I have a friend who would absolutely go ballistic if her husband was undressing a girl with his eyes or flirting with her— or even discussing her to her to his male friends. Yeah. You know in I, a I, I sexual see, yeah, way. Yeah. She would flip out. Right. Yet she talks about like
1: the same things that you just described.
0: Yes, in reverse. And so I think women oftentimes have this double standard where we can flirt, we can show our TNA and we can jiggle on guys and everything. But if we really did see that in reverse, we would have a yeah. huge problem with right. that. And, um, you know, or are we a or, or can I be in a situation where there are half naked men around and I'm just. Right. Like, is that cool?
1: Yeah. No. And that's then, exactly like, you, you know, know, we can't that's, have a that's double a standard. Thing, you know, I used to get I used to get accused of all kinds of stuff. I'm uh, again, I'm 38 years old. I've never stepped foot in a strip club you know i'm sure a lot of people can say that you know and i bet i bet more men can say that than women from what i hear but the you know that's the thing is like if you just if you hold yourself accountable that's really that's where it starts yeah you know
0: so i think that you need to just i think that's a huge lesson i've learned and i try to live out in our marriage now um jessica who is um a friend, and we can go into that later. Her, I should bring her on our podcast sometime.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be. Is amazing. it going to be a call in? Is this? Is this? I
0: don't know. Maybe we fly to Colorado. Jessica, yeah, from Colorado. Okay. Hi, yeah. Jess. Um, we. Uh, it I've would, never met would, her. It would just be a fun. It would just be funny. Yeah, we should totally do this. Um, anywho, um, uh, she is. She had asked like, post divorce, what are some coping mechanisms or what did you do? What did you do for self care, or, or how to make yourself like? How do you get through that? Like, what create do you create do? new habits? I think I hope I'm saying this right. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of people don't create healthy habits. They dwell on things. They do what you talked about earlier. They go out and they do them. They're, well, you know what? And what's the saying? YOLO. <laughs> like they just go for that it. That
0: is so 2000. I can't even. They believe you're go for it. YOLO. You just called I'm gonna someone I'm going to get you boo. a shirt that says YOLO. I'm with YOLO. YOLO. Oh, my gosh. I'm
1: just making fun of people for saying that. I've actually never really used that word in, or that term in, <laughs> outside just of did this. You everyone, Outside buddy. of this being, like, funny about it. Anyways, that was funny? Anyways. Dude. Dude. You just called me dude. dude. See? I
0: say dude 20 times a day.
1: I know. I talk you to my daughter you-
0: like that. I'm like, dude. Uh-huh.
1: Dude, you can't have pasta for breakfast. Dude. Dude.
0: Okay, so... How, like, what are some things you turn to? It's actually, so ironically lo- enough, what did you turn to when you went through your divorce?
1: What? I turned to a lot of things.
0: Okay, I so. I created
1: new, I created You joined, new, like, a
0: men's group at church.
1: Yeah, I created new. The
0: very thing. That-
1: <laughs> yeah, I created new healthy habits, which yeah. I think a lot of people, before you started making uh, fun of me for saying. Just,
0: sorry, just, just <sighs> chimed in. Well, she, I just want to get to the point of the question, mm-hmm. you know, for self Growth and development. What did we do post-divorce? I hope I get to talk.
1: I hope I get to talk. You go ahead. You've been talking
0: this whole time. I Fini- Finish my I've sentence. got to say like three things I learned from my marriage and just, we're almost wrapping up now.
1: Because you wouldn't stop asking me questions. You just wanted to keep talking.
0: So go ahead. <laughs> what did you do?
1: Create good habits. Most people don't create good habits. or Specifically, I say what people. did you do? I started Do-do. I started running mountains. You know, we live in beautiful, uh, that's about all I can say good about California. We live in beautiful California. We live California. on the central
0: coast of California, yeah. for those who don't know, like on the coast, right near the beach. and
1: Directly between Los yeah. Angeles and San Francisco.
0: Yep, in the middle. Is.
1: Yeah. So we have huge mountains, you know, that... All
0: the people in Colorado are laughing that you just said we have huge mountains.
1: Well, compared to a place like Michigan, where they have okay bumps,
0: you know, we do Um, have ridges.
1: Yeah, and if you go up north into California, we have huge mountains. All right, valley girl. Anyways, oh my god! So I started running mountains and um, playing hockey again, which I had been playing hockey since I was four years old, and when leading up to my first marriage. That kind of fizzled out and I stopped playing for quite a while. So, finding my way back to that, which now is my great form of exercise that I do multiple times a week. And I don't, I, I, I'm not a gym person. So, being able to go play hockey is great. Being able, you, you know, run to get, mountains, like yeah, be active. Yeah. Ride bikes, mountain biking. You, know? you
0: ran to San Luis once. Yeah. Or a lot. To pinpoint I don't know. exactly where we are. Oh, yeah. Well. I've,
1: I've put on my shoes. I I shouldn't say ha, like I have <laughs> a long time ago and gone out and ran 30 miles, you know, like that. That was something that was like, I need to vent. Some people will go out and binge drink in that type of a moment. That's where I'm like, you know, people are like, I can't take life anymore. Yeah. And they want to do an extreme. Yeah. That was like, put on my shoes and go run 30 miles. And I, I remember today, like no I
0: I, we kind of connected during this time. Right. So I did get to witness that you were super active and that, you know, you also and your family will attest to this. You did dive into more of a spiritual growth oh, too. Yeah. Like I think you needed something to hold on to when everything yeah. else was crumbling. Well, and
1: I was trying to make things right. I was trying, you know, not that I need, I needed to make things right, but I was trying to figure out what has been wrong and what has been missing in my life and what were those things that my family needed. And I was trying to correct problems, even though my marriage was at at over or in the terms of over, you know, I was trying to look at what did I do to cause this and how do I fix this? Because even if it's not with my wife or ex-wife, whatever she was at the time when that was all happening. Yeah. um, I need to get myself on a good page for my future. And did for you my ever children. but
0: you never did you think you were gonna get married again?
1: Um, I didn't doubt that I would, you know, but it wasn't uh, like, hey, I'm freshly divorced, I need to go get married now. It wasn't something I was looking Clearly. I was looking to jump headfirst into. Clearly. And, and force someone into. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I didn't force you into shit. I know, I'm just kidding. <sighs> again. I love to cuss sometimes. Stop. Um, yeah, I definitely. That's really, really good advice. Um, I'll go ahead and ask myself that question. Okay, yeah. Julie, go ahead what did you do to for self growth and development after your divorce?
1: Ate pasta.
0: Why? Thanks wow. for asking. Um, yeah, good at questions. Um, you know, I will say the thing that you're not supposed to say ever. Divorce made me a better mom. Okay. And I'm going to need to explain myself here. I was so, my marriage was so toxic and so miserable. I was so miserable that I was checked out a lot and I was present for my kids. I was always there for my kids. I don't want people to misread that or get that twisted at all. But I was just living life to get to the next day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like my marriage is just like, can this day be over so I can go to bed? Can, can this see, day be over so can I can go to bed? Can we say bye to
1: Instagram real quick? We're about to lose them. We're at the one hour mark. In bye, just a Instagram. Second. Head bye over you to YouTube. Go to YouTube. We'll and see you, you later. We're this, gonna finish. If you even care.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll
1: so anyway,
0: um, but what I mean by a divorce made me a better mom is when I when my marriage ended I had my kids. Right. Like I just felt like yeah. I lost everything and yeah. I had my kids and
1: I totally know that feeling. My and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. It's so the one thing that's still whole in your relationship. Yeah. Or in your in your life, sorry.
0: Can I go?
1: I'm agreeing with you. See? This is our relationship.
0: So anyway, um, yeah, I just, I had my kids, and I poured myself into being a good mom. I mean, I had a job. So I was able to, when the toxicity of my marriage and the constant fighting and the miserableness went away, when I wasn't clouded with all of that, when that when that fog lifted out of my life, I was able to clearly just see my children, focus on my kids. And that's what I did. I jumped into just being, going to work and being the best mom I can be. And that taught me, I mean, my kids taught me so much. I was open to learning what they had to show me. Um, I never missed anything that they did. I was just able to love them, like purely love them without any negativity. i I can't even I I hope someone can relate to me. So that's you know, gyms or the gym has always been part of my life. I continued to work out. Um I had a career, so my job was still in my life. Um church has always been a thing in my life, so I feel like I had like all of that stuff. One thing that I will say, and we're not gonna have time to really talk about marriage counseling tonight. Maybe we'll address that on a different night. But I went to I started going to therapy a year and a half before my marriage ended. And so I continued with therapy and I am a huge fan because it's just nice to have to talk to someone who doesn't who doesn't know anyone, who doesn't have a dog in that fight now, you're not gonna talk at all. <laughs> this is funny. I don't wanna interrupt you. But um yeah. So I think that therapy was was a real huge thing for me to be able to process guilt, and to be able to process the death of a marriage, and to be able to process, I had to reprocess the death of my first marriage all over again. Losing my second one was kind of like reliving, you know, it it was, I, I had so many, I just felt like such a failure, and maybe I, you know, I dealt with, like, am I even supposed to be married? Who's going to want me? I'm now a walking red flag with two failed marriages. I've got two kids, and I just felt I just felt like maybe it wasn't going to happen for me. So I think that, like you said, being active, but then also being able to have children and pour yourselves yourself into something that is so much bigger than you was the biggest blessing of my life. Like my children are so blessed that I am the mom I am now because I'm not married to their dad. And I would agree that he, you know he's probably a better dad too because we were miserable anyway done
1: (laughs) can i speak now
0: yes so part
1: of that i disagree with okay and some of you might feel the same way and then this might start a little bit of a debate before we close out
0: oh
1: but i think that when you jump so far head first into any one thing including your children Mm -hmm. which is what you've done it has made it so hard for you and i to connect properly, and what I mean by
0: that—interesting—is
1: don't interrupt me. <laughs> what I mean <laughs> by that is that when you say you put your children first, you I didn't
0: say that. You just said that. I'll I never s- said sorry. that.
1: When you say you, I, I, well, however you phrase, I'm sorry. I'm a good listener because I'm not that a good is that is
0: like you're accusing me of saying I put my kids.
1: First. I'm not saying you. are yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, let me rephrase that. When you say that you are always there for your kids? Yes. You are always there for your kids. Yes. And that comes before anything. And I mean to the point to where um if if there's a I, I don't know, without going into it too, in too much depth and creating too much of a problem.
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> the problem's because, already been created. You already drew a we're, line we're already here.
1: at the end of our podcast here. Yeah, you already drew um, this line. Go ahead. Yeah. Walk over it. No, but, I mean, you truly... It, it, has, it has caused us to connect a lot slower than I think we ever should have. You know, I think that you and I finding our place with children in between us has caused a hard place because a lot of times my son comes between us and I think a lot of times your children come between us. And I'm not saying in between us as in like an argument or a fight, but I'm saying that our children, so for instance, you and I connect great when our kids aren't here and they're not around. It's our one-on-one dates, but then our children come home and I feel like we're complete strangers sometimes.
0: It's like see you next week.
1: Yeah. Because totally. I feel the, the same Because the kids way. are the forefront. Yeah. What do you need? You guys need lunch food. You guys need dinner. You guys <laughs> need sports. <laughs> you guys you are ha- so needy. They're so needy. <laughs> but. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't miss a doctor's appointment for That's your right. kids. You wouldn't miss. Um, I mean, you volunteer at school for your kids. -hmm. You know, and you haven't taken up until like the last two days, you haven't taken a lunch break at work. Yeah. You know, so you and I used to spend afternoons together and not a lot of time, but we'd spend an hour in an afternoon having lunch or hanging out or going on a walk. And then all of a sudden it's like, I can't do this anymore. But you always find time to, you know, go volunteer in your kids' classroom and, get out of get out of work for a play or a performance or an awards ceremony.
0: Mm-hmm. So when
1: I say you put them first and that, you know, going back to what I misquoted you on, mm-hmm. that's what I mean by that, where you really put them in the forefront in their needs and their and I'm not I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm I, I think that it's awesome. You literally show up for everything. And I feel like I'm a number one dad when it comes to showing up for things. But I feel like if we put our stats next to each other, I'm like, you do all the extra credit stuff too, you know, where I'm like, I missed my son's open house tonight because we had a podcast going on. You and know? I
0: left my daughter's open house halfway through because we had a podcast.
1: Right. I'm not trying to make this an argument, you know.
0: You're talking about putting stats next to each other. I was I'm just, just
1: saying like.
0: my stat next to yours. Right.
1: But if there was something where it's like, this was the exact same time, you were able to make that work out perfectly, you know, where I'm like. Um.
0: Yes, but I offered to cancel tonight's podcast. I of offered course. to I, do it that's, later. That's not what it's
1: about. I'm just saying, be careful. I, I, my point to this is it's it's taken us a lot longer to connect because we are so invested into our children. But I
0: think that is marriage in a blended family. It you totally know, is. I mean, you wrote a letter to somebody about our blended family, and you called your son your best friend.
1: Right. That's what I. Not yes. me. Yeah. Right.
0: So if you want to, mm-hmm. I mean, we could flip that script too and say, you know, I'm not your best friend. Your son is. And that's right. really hard for me. That's but a in, really but hard in con, but pill in context to right. swallow. Like right. your nights are spent down playing Fortnite with your son. We don't hang out. Right. You're down with your son every night when we could be hanging out.
1: That's not true though. Every night. Because I was upstairs at 930 last night
0: and. What did you do up till 930 last night?
1: Um. Finished up stuff. I wasn't. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, my my, my point is, is that if you have free time, mm-hmm. you're bonding with your best friend doing your hobbies, like wrenching on things, you know, Sometimes, going but places. But also laying next
1: to someone snoring. Is Before that. <laughs> right. Right. But there's also. Before that. Yeah. But so I'm
0: just saying, like, yes, I do extra credit stuff. But, you know, I feel like it's yin and yang. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's equal. hmm I feel like it's different, but I do agree that I see your point how my attention to my children's lives take away from my attention to you. And I would say that your friendship with your son takes away from your friendship with me.
1: So maybe that's something we need to work on.
0: So I think it's equal but different, Hmm. but I don't, I hear what you're saying. I just think that you have to extend grace. You hear grace. what I'm saying, but no. No, I don't no. even say but no. I'm <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and you too. Mm-hmm. Babe. Mm. Kind of a thing. There's nothing.
1: I know. I haven't started it
0: yet. Oh. So so there's that. What a fun ending to wow. tonight. Yeah.
1: No, it's a good thing though. I mean, it's 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 healthy to talk Can about. Can you tell things. we don't
0: talk about stuff outside the podcast? But we do, I feel like outside. we're both.
1: Yeah, because we're busy dealing with our kids. <laughs>
0: I'm dealing with my kids, yeah. apparently. Yeah. So, um, there's anyways. that.
1: So, if you guys deal with your kids on a regular basis over your spouse, let us know. I'm
0: going to bed.
1: She's going to go snore. I'm going to yep. go play Fortnite. <laughs> no, not really. I have so much work I have to do now. Um, but, let us know how you guys <laughs> deal with this. I only, I'm lost for words now. Yeah. So...
0: Awesome. I'm not even
1: getting a kiss. Good night. Nope. So you guys send us some kisses in the comments. Good night. But thank you guys all for tuning in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, hey, before you guys go, though, follow us on all the ways, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'll update you on social media when we're moving our podcast to in case you just like the live thing. Um, And then also let us know if you like it live versus, you know, recorded and edited. I like it better Live. (laughs) We're <laughs> because this happens. We can't, we can't edit, edit this, this out. out. Yeah, I <laughs> can't edit out. Which we might out, have yeah. should yeah. have. We recorded this earlier. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. This is us. Thanks for joining us, you guys. <laughs> we'll see you sometime. <laughs> Next week for sure. I just don't know when yet. Right. I'll let you All
1: know. All right. Thanks, you guys. Bye. <laughs>
0: Bye.